Hello, folks, and welcome to Invite. This is part of our follow-up formula webinar. This is actually the fourth webinar we've done, although you don't have to necessarily uh, listen or view the other three webinars, although that might be helpful. And if you want some more information on those other ones, if you've missed them, please let us know. Just send us an email at support at streamingchurch.tv. We can bring you up to speed on this, but uh, this has been a fun a webinar series, and today we're going to talk about how you can turn your members into inviters. I guess that's a word, inviters or invitees, I don't know. But uh, we're excited about this as we are with every webinar because uh, our company called StreamingChurch.tv does much more than streaming video. Uh, we like to help ministries and organizations use technology to reach people and not just reach them, but to connect with them and uh, turn them uh, into not just people that come around once in a while, but regular people who can grow spiritually and share their faith with others. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, a couple people here, uh, <clears throat> one of which is my partner in crime. His name is Steve Lacey. He is the founder and CEO of StreamingChurch.tv. He's been around uh, the Internet since, uh, I guess, since the 80s, <laughs> somewhere in that area there. Uh, before most people knew there was an Internet, Steve has a background in the aerospace industry and uh, has been serving his church and churches for many, many years. Has a heart to reach people, a heart, again, to help uh, organizations, churches use technology. Steve, how are you today? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. And, yes, I was. that's my claim to fame. I was on the Internet before there was a web browser. Wow. So fortunate to be in the aerospace business and doing some things internet-wise. Yeah. So, Degreed engineer, right. and you certainly bring a lot of that experience into what we do with streamingchurch.tv and mobile apps and uh, content management systems. So we're glad to have you here. And then uh, I'm Phil Thompson, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, I have been uh, working with Steve uh, probably about 10 years, although I've known Steve for over 20 years part of my church back then. I have a, a background in uh, broadcasting, of a degree in broadcasting as well as uh, pastoral work. I kind of did two things. I was kind of bivocational most of my life, working in Christian radio, helping start some radio stations, as well as churches, serving churches, helping pastoring and all that good stuff. So uh, I, I love what I do, and it's a pleasure to be here. And then I want to introduce our main speaker today. His name is Craig Smee, and Craig uh, is a fellow who's been around for a long time uh, in the business world as well as the ministry world. He comes from South Africa originally, although he is in the States now. Uh, he's uh, a pastor. He's what you might call a digital evangelist, written some books, speaks, works a lot with social media. And uh, Craig, how are you today? Good. Thank you very much, Phil. It's good to be here again. Good to be here. Yeah. It's always good to have you here. And uh, we, we love uh, uh, listening to your uh, South African accent. And uh, it sounds like you're getting more and more like an American, though. Well, I can't live in the... Uh in the southern part of Oklahoma and, and not pick up at least some of y'all's drawl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, welcome to the States. I know you've been here a while. So, so Craig, uh, today you're going to continue our webinar and you're going to talk about uh, inviting. And so I'm going to turn this thing over to you. Thanks so much, Phil. And I, and I th think that the, the key to, to making sure that we get people inviting is that we create a sense of excitement about their engagement with your church or your organization. 
it's very easy um, when somebody is coming in the door for the very first time to put the right foot forward, to welcome them, to make them feel good about being there. But then the discovery process that we um, often go on dissipates very quickly. And before they can move from discovered to engaged, um, we, we tend to lose them through the cracks. And if we can make sure that we are transferring somebody that's in discovery over into an engaged user or an engaged member of us of our of our organization of our church we're really going to be getting the excitement coming out of that formula to make sure that inviting happens in the secular world one of the biggest spends the organization has is on brand building and uh, marketing their brand and certainly in the church world we don't try and sell a product we don't try and sell a brand we're selling um, something far more valuable than that and um, we're promoting something far more valuable than that and so when we have a look at the concept of building our brand it really is up to the people that are part of our organization to get excited to become our brand ambassadors otherwise we may as well just shrink back into the norm of buying advertising space and paying people to come to our organization and certainly as a church we want to create a movement we don't want to sell a product and so when we get to a place of a, um, a discovered user getting excited about coming back, getting excited about getting engaged, getting excited about being involved in your church, and we can keep that excitement up, maintain their engagement, we're going to find that we're going to have a lot of, in inverted commas, brand ambassadors um, as part of our movement. And slowly but surely, especially in the digital world, because it's such a strong, it has such a strong voice uh, across multiple platforms now, we're going to find that that movement is being propagated not by us. We're not having to buy a Facebook advertising space. Not that that's a bad thing, but we've got so many brand ambassadors out there speaking well of our organization, their growth, their discipling, um, how much they're improving and growing as families. And we can start speaking of the fruit of Christ in people's lives because of their engagement and discovery of our organization. Well, we're then going to create a movement that pushes on and creates a very viable um, invite culture. So having a look at that and what we've already covered, um, we really need to bear in mind that the invite culture is directly attached to our discover and engage activities. The, two, the, the, the invite culture does not exist without those two working really, really well together. And, and really, the invite culture is the piece that closes this engagement loop. And I see that I still haven't fixed that spelling mistake on slide number one. But it closes the engagement loop. And um, you really want to be able to um, enable digital discovery, promote that participation, and then the dialogue. And once that dialogue starts kicking off on social media platforms, people start talking about your church, start talking about the fruit of your church in people's lives. And you're enabling um, a, an invite culture. Um, and this, in turn, drops people back into your digital, uh, your real world activity. We've discussed over the last couple of weeks the definition of those two primary audiences, and we have a look at those two primary audiences in the second slide, and you'll see there that we, we really are in a place of um, a discover, somebody in discovery, um, and we've discussed this at length, that part of creating excitement in the discovery mode with the intent of creating an invite culture is not just having place where people can discover your organization, but having the ability 
for you to discover people coming to your organization. What do we know about the people who want to get to know us? What do we know about our community? What's being spoken of in our community? Why are people looking for a church in our area? What is the biggest Google search result that's bringing people to our website? What are they dialoguing with their friends on social media? And so it's not just about, hey, having a good advertising campaign to bring people in your front door. No, as soon as somebody engages in any way, and remember we spoke about somebody becoming an engaged user, the moment they ask for Google directions to your location and arrive there, they are as engaged as somebody who's been at your church for 10 years. They've taken as much of a step of faith to be there and to engage uh, with you by arriving at your front door. Whether they're coming onto your online streaming platform and, and here they arrive at your platform and, and you've activated the email follow-up process that, that um, Phil and Steve's organization um, have, have so ably put in place, um, are you following up again? Are, are you giving them a shout out via that, via that email or have you set up proper follow-ups so that people know that you're really interested in discovering them. Romans chapter 12 and verse 9 sets the theme for this when it says, don't just say you love people, genuinely love them. We so easily tell people that we're a great church, that you bring their family. We're just saying that we'll love them. But by actually creating genuine discovery moments where you're discovering the people that are coming in, you're actually sowing into your invite culture because you're showing people that you wish to discover them. Then the engage people is uh, piece is is when people start asking the question, how can I be a part? We best be in a position to be able to give them mechanisms of being a part. To get somebody to the point of arriving at your church, coming a couple of weeks, coming back, and then saying, yes, I want to be part of a small group. I want to be part of, I want to do something. How, how vital it is when somebody gets to that place. For, for me and for the growth of the campus that I look after, that moment for me is as important that I place as much priority on follow-up when a new person arrives at my church and asks the question, how can I be a part, as is somebody's follow-up when they raise their hand or they put in a little card saying, I've just received Jesus. Um, more people come to church looking to be a part than find Jesus in your church. We certainly looked at the statistics around America and more Christians are going to new churches than non-Christians going to church. People are finding Jesus in the marketplace. They're finding Jesus wherever because the Holy Spirit is moving on people wherever they are, pressing them towards their salvation. So we mustn't just think that the only engagement that we need to look at and have a really good ironed out plan for is our salvation engagement. No, we've got hurting, broken people, even though they've accepted Jesus, putting up their hand finally and re-engaging with church, perhaps after some hurt. And we miss that question when they ask, how can I be a part? Now, that question or that indication can come in many ways. It can come in having a look at your statistics. How many new people did I have in the room today? How many new givers did I have? Because certainly when people start giving and tithing in, that is a major engagement milestone. It's not one that we need to necessarily focus on, but it is something that we can measure as seeing how well we're doing with engagement. Um, and then when people give regularly or they start um, tithing in or placing their offerings in, recurring giving, we know that they are all in. Once somebody indicates that not only do they, are they interested in engaging, but they actually engage with, for example, giving or actually engage by signing up for a small group, it's those people 
that we need to re-inject the same passion that we had when they walked in the front door and we were excited to see new people arrive at our church, new people arrive on our streaming platform. We need to inject back the same passion when they make that step of engagement because this is the point where we either platform them to be part of the invite culture or just be part of the participating culture. Many Christians will participate at their local church. Not many Christians who are participating get so excited about their participation that they actually press forward into this invite culture. When we get the passion for discovery working with the passion for engagement working, we're going to get a natural invite culture. And then we'll look at how that works in the big three. And um, if we have a look at that third slide, we'll see here that there's fundamentally three primary conversations we need to have at any given time with how we're doing. Discovery, is it two-way? Are we providing the right information and are we getting the right information back? Are we providing easy engagement steps from someone's discovery to be able to use our content, write content on the right platform for the right audience, and then they will then naturally want to be involved? So many churches have so many programs that they can get involved with, but people can get involved with. But really, when we look at it, to get involved in those programs is a program itself. And really, we want to be seeing that there's easy engagement. Jesus Christ took risk on engaging people and engaging with people. And um, he, 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 he modeled the fact that we shouldn't have people jumping through so many hoops and so many forms and so many processes just to be involved in the body that he has called them to be. And so when we have a look at that engagement, how do we then move from an ease of engagement to really being involved? Now, when I, what, the reason I had a look at that involvement is because when I get somebody involved, am I just getting them involved or am I kind of helping them see this making of a church? Or do they see how exciting it's going to be? It's going to build. We get, we've got a vision. We know where we're going. When we get them just participating, that's not getting them involved. Involved includes inviting people and creating dialogue on their own social media platforms and inviting people to church. Now, we see this predominantly when we have a look at this slide number four is, hey, just keep in mind, if those are the three areas that discover, engage, and involve or invite, depending on which eye you want to use, what does it look like? What is my discovery spectrum? Where are people discovering me? How can I maximize that discovery platform? Then the second area is what does my engage spectrum look like? What are people using to get engaged with me? Am I still getting connect cards coming in via the, via the written card on the back seat pockets in front of the person? Or are more people engaging with, with things like church via text? How can I maximize my digital engagement, because with digital, there's so much metadata that you can collect without having to ask the person that information. And you can then use that metadata to have a look at saying, hang on, now I can not only allow the person to discover and engage with me, I can discover and engage with them. And then finally, how am I leveraging platforms so that my in engaged and involved people can create an easy-to-use invite culture. And that's what we're going to look at right now. So when we look at this invite culture, this, this group of people, we really want to try and create an audience that naturally can invite others. 
We want their behavior to be that they are constantly letting others and their, their friends and their family know that they're a church, that they recently found a great church and they're now involved in, um, just went to our second message. Um, how many people don't, uh, you know, never let anybody know that they've now found a new church or they're going to try this church or that kind of excited environment about being with you. They found a new streaming platform. This invite culture has got the best potential on a streaming platform because we can see that, hey, um, it's so easy to invite somebody in the comfort of their living room to participate in your church. Um, but are we creating a, a, a synergy between our brick and mortar and our online stream, for example? So maybe even though I attend the church regularly on a Sunday morning and I, I'm there front row, um, but, but I can, I'm given the liberty to open up my laptop and be part of or open up my mobile phone and be part of the online stream because I've invited somebody from another state to participate in church with me. Um, is that kind of culture bred where we are teaching people in the room how to leverage our digital stream, our digital social media platforms to let other people know of your church and invite them to church even though they can't be there physically. That's the, the benefit of creating a good invite culture, leveraging digital tools. We certainly see that at our church, we, um, we encourage people to, um, if they can't get their friend to come to the church, that we allow them and show them, demonstrate to them how they can invite their friend to the online um, platform and then participate with their friend online during the service. So um, we, we've kind of created that culture here where we are. Um, are they excited about their engagement or do they feel like their engagement at your church is just a task? Um, if we can show them a journey, if we can show them a, a digital path to their engagement and their involvement, they're going to want to tell people about where they are. Sharing and rating, share messages and, and the impact it's having on their lives. Share, 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 share. Everything that we create, we need to make sure that we're creating content that's easily shared and that has the ability to be shared. So many times I, I see on a website, um, contact us. I click on the contact us link. And there's directions to the church. There's all the times. But I can't share that with anything. I can't take that away. I can't tell anybody else that that's where it's at. Just by adding a, an invite button to the bottom of your contact page, I click on the invite button and it sends that whole content page where the church is to the friend that I've just invited. What an easy way of allowing those who are involved to send people invites directly from your page, directly from your Facebook page, and of course directly from your um, streaming platform as well, which just sends the link and information about doing church online. What should our response be? We need to be encouraged sharing at any time. We need to be facilitating ratings, not being scared of them. When I say facilitate ratings, when last did you check on your ratings on your Facebook page and see that people have left comments? Some of them are negative, but by handling those negative comments well, we are demonstrating that we are really wanting to discover and engage people. And just because somebody rates your church negatively doesn't necessarily mean that needs to have a negative effect on your church. What you can do is by how you handle ratings and how you demonstrate that you're willing to receive that feedback you are demonstrating that you're willing to discover and engage the people that are discovering and engaging you. Am I monitoring the comment channels? For example, so many churches have an app right now, and uh, people leave comments about the app in the App Store. 
and they've engaged. They've put out a comment there that the app functionality wasn't great or it was a fantastic app or really love this church and all of those comments go unattended. Are we making sure that we're checking on all of the channels that we are actively participating in that any feedback, any rating, any comment that comes in on those channels is being addressed and we are discovering those who are discovering and engaging with us. We need to embrace social media usage at the campus. Um, it's, it's no longer acceptable to get up in the pulpit and say, put your phones away. Um, sadly, you've just lost half of your congregation because that is how people participate. Um, I've, I've looked at this and wrestled with this so many times, and I've just needed to come to a place as a communicator that I don't need to, I need to fill the gap with, uh, with trust and not suspicion. As soon as I see somebody with their phone out, I shouldn't suspect that they're updating their Apple, uh, their, their iOS on my Wi-Fi. I should suspect that they're engaging and inviting. And speak to that during your messages. Speak to that. Let people have um, the ability to take Instagram photographs. Take Instagram photographs of yourself on stage with the audience. Show people that in the physical brick and mortar environment, you want to encourage them sharing with their friends that they're at church. Encourage social media usage at campus and you'll see your digital engagement grow. Every piece of content that we ever put out as a church has to have the ability to be shared. We need to create dialogue to amplify engagement all the time. So don't just put out a, a post about the recent message that was just recorded and now made available. Ask people what their favorite point was. What scripture did they take home? Ask them a question so that when they comment back and they share back, um, their friends are seeing that you wanting to discover about them, not just push out another message for, to the masses. Everything we do needs to have engagement, needs to create dialogue, and needs to have the ability to be shared. And that's not just about online. That's not just about having digital dialogue. That's making sure our, our, our hosts and our streaming platform know how to ask the right questions, know how to greet people, know how to create a conversation in a chat room. They've been trained to stir conversation, post notes, ask questions about what's being said. Any piece of engagement that they can get out is a step in the right direction for people to get excited about their engagement and their involvement and as a result be willing and ready and excited to invite people to your organization, both the digital part of your organization and as well, the brick and mortar part of your organization. In summary, when we have a look at what we've discussed, there's fundamentally a guideline in this, in this slide number six. You'll see here um, a very quick overview of what we've discussed and how you can use this methodology to constantly be checking. I know that I'm going to have an unknown user coming in at some point, whether to the brick and mortar environment or to my digital platform. Will we make it easy to find us as, and, and easy to find out about us from wherever they are in the world? And there's a whole lot of tools that I've recommended that you can use to do that in the digital space. The second thing is, once we've discovered them and they've discovered us, are we enabling those discovering to easily engage? And then number three, are we enabling those who are engaged to remain excited and then remain involved in our organization? And then finally, if we are able to do that, are we enabling those who are engaged and involved to easily invite others to discover 
And when we've done that, the circle starts again, and we are now starting to grow our organization in our digital thinking and in our digital engagement approach. So Phil, Craig, that's about all I've got for you today. So Craig, I, I just want to make a comment you, as you worked with um, our church. This is, it's not rocket science, not something really tough to do. It's really just a mindset shift. It's to kind of look at, rather than, because we, we so often get into, um, oh, I've got to get the, the weekly newsletter out. I've got to get my blast out. I got to, and it's all about kind of pushing out my communication and what you're really emphasizing is, is making the shift to uh, providing the opportunity to engage both, both ways so that you can engage exactly. with them as you send out the communication material and that they have an opportunity to engage with, you know, what they're being exposed to. So right. yeah. can I uh, jump in here too as well? And maybe I can ask you to address this a little bit, Craig. Uh, to me, this is all about change, changing the way, you know, we relate to people. This this webinar series is called Follow Up Formula, and it's it's probably different than what most people have thought about before. But I have found over the many years that it's sometimes it's hard for us who are involved in church work to change, to change how we do things. We've always done it this way, and uh, I think you know when you talk about the whole thing about you know the, using the smartphones during a service. Uh, even responding to reviews, uh, uh, I think we just need to continually be open to change and uh, change how we address this culture. Uh, you want to address that again for just a moment? Yeah, I think it comes down to um, understanding that, um, you know, Paul said to the to the Roman, I was a Roman; to the Greek, I was a Greek. He he was men, he was able to to shift and change, and really. You know, when it comes to change, we can we can really be spending a lot of money on and time on new systems and new ideas and new this and new that and new the other. Um, change is not so much in in the tools that we have, but in the way that we think. And and it doesn't this doesn't need to cost a whole lot of money um, or a whole lot of time and effort to make this change. It just means that as we're going about our daily engagement, are we thinking it through? That word on, on slide number four that, that really gets me is a lot of leaders assume they know their audience, the assumption model. And cultures are adopting new platforms, new ways of communicating. Um, my son does not communicate with his friends in the same way I communicated with my friends of my age, even now I don't communicate the same way he does on the same platforms. But if I just simply ignore that platform, I've lost that whole generation. And as a result, change isn't about making changes for change's sake. Change is really about am I broadening my view of the community that I serve? Am I constantly keeping my view not on what I use, not assuming that what I use is what everybody uses, and how I do it is what everybody does. Because here's the deal. If I take my habits and I turn them into a rule that I impose on other people, that's religion. And that's not the freedom that Jesus Christ will have us have in meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And so when we take our own habits and turn them into a law, and that law becomes what we impose on others, 
we're in serious, serious trouble that we're only ever going to gather those that are like us. And certainly Jesus wasn't about gathering people that were just like him. He was gathering all that would hear, all that would be a part. And so really changes so much about changing the way we, we actually do things. But sometimes it's just about broadening our view of the people that we serve. If that answers your question, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. You just I wanted you to kind of expound on it. And I thought I think you did a really good job because it's it's definitely something we have to have a mindset in. Right. All right, good. Well, um this concludes our four webinars that we've had. Uh, although we want to let you know that we are always available to help you with any questions. Craig is available. Uh, Craig is involved serving a local church in the Oklahoma area. He has his own organization called Nimble dot church uh, just give us a moment what is nimble dot church as we wrap up here craig the concept is birthed out of um the fact that god wants all to be saved but not all are in church and so we need to be able to be speaking the word anywhere um nimble being able to change able to think differently and also to reach and be nimble enough to reach um people that aren't necessarily within our immediate reach and so um, it's a collection of, of people that, number one, are serving God by sharing the word on multiple different platforms, but then also helping churches adopt platforms so that they can get nimble with their message and get their message out there. Yeah, that's good stuff. So it's nimble. That's the domain. Nimble.church is the domain. And, of course, you can reach Craig, Craig at nimble.church. And you can reach us. Our domain is streamingchurch.tv. And the email, of course, is support at streamingchurch.tv. And, again, we, as I said earlier, we not only help organizations, churches, ministries use technology with streaming video, mobile apps, and content management websites, but we are here in, for the long run, we've been around since 2001, and uh, our goal is to help churches reach people and not just reach them, but uh, help them become followers of Jesus and help them continue to do uh, very similar to what Craig just talked about here. So uh, with that in mind, I'm going to conclude things. Steve Lacey's with us. Thank you, Steve, for your time today. It was great as always. Uh, Craig's been a great influence at my home church and he can definitely help um, the churches that are using the streamingchurch.tv product. That's right. And Craig, again, thank you for your time today. Be my pleasure and my honor. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. I'm Phil Thompson. And again, we hope that you have a great day. Thanks for being with us with these webinars and we will talk to you next time. Have yourself a great day. God bless.